Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back, folks. David Cresson joins us, director of the Coastal Conservation of Louisiana. This past October 5th, the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Commission uh, made uh, a decision advancing a notice of intent to establish a one-mile Manhattan uh, reduction harvest buffer zone off the Louisiana coast, uh, along with uh, special three-mile buffers around Grand Isle, uh, Rutherford Beach, and Holly Beach. And that comment period is ended in the vote tomorrow at 9.30 on February 1st. And, um, David, this seems to be a, a big change in the industry. The pogey industry has been slightly regulated for the most part for decades mm-hmm. now, and, and it's been an industry that has really flown under the radar uh, as well. Well, there's no doubt about it, and so thank you for having me, Newell. Uh, th- this one-mile buffer would be a pretty significant change. It would put us right in line with the other Gulf states. Mississippi has a one-mile buffer. Alabama has a one-mile buffer. Florida doesn't allow this kind of fishing at all in their state waters, and Texas has such restricted catch limits that they really don't fish in Texas at all. The East Coast, by the way, has three-mile buffers the entire way up and down the coast, with the exception of Virginia, which allows a little bit of fishing in Chesapeake Bay. But in Louisiana, we've had next to nothing. Uh, For the last couple of years, we've had a quarter-mile buffer, which the industry has violated, uh, unfortunately, during that time. And so going to this one-mile buffer would be a change. Uh, It is more than necessary that we do this. Uh, Waters in Louisiana, as many of your listeners know, that are inside of a mile from the coast are very shallow. Our, our beaches are shallow. The water, on average, is less than 12 feet deep, and these boats that they use uh, draft more water than that. So you shouldn't have boats of that size in water that shallow. These are enormous boats that are 175 or 180 feet long. They use enormous nets that are five football fields long, 1,500 feet. And so all we've asked this industry is that they – uh, take their billion-pound harvest and, and and harvest it a little further from our shores to where our fragile beaches and coastlines are not impacted by this industrialized style of harvest. What is their argument? Obviously, with every other state, the East Coast, every other state in the Gulf being more restrictive, uh, that has actually put more pressure on us, right? Because mm-hmm. human nature, industry, path of least resistance. Yeah, sure. I mean, in fact, there's a plant in Mississippi, uh, and Mississippi now has one-mile buffers, and the boats from that plant just come right into Breton Sound uh, and and make their harvest there and then take the harvest back to Mississippi with them, you know, the vast majority of the time. Um, and so, you know, what again, what all we're really trying to do is is move them off the shores. Their argument is is that by doing so, it will impact their harvest so much that the jobs will be lost. It will cost them millions and millions of dollars, and uh, you know it will have a severe economic impact. 
Um, but a, a recent economic impact study by the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries showed that while there would be some impact, um, about a 15% of their harvest would be impacted by this new buffer, um, that, that is much less than what the industry normally testifies to. They say 30 40 50%, uh, and obviously that's not true. And that also, uh, you know, assumes that they wouldn't just go out to that slightly deeper water and catch that 15% uh, in the, you know, past one mile. And so, uh, again, that's all we're asking. We don't want anybody to lose their jobs. We don't want anybody to, um, you know, lose any money on this. But we need our coast to be protected. Um, Louisiana deserves better than what we've been getting. Forty-some-odd spills in the last few years, violations, um, you know, all these dead fish on our coastline. Uh, Louisiana deserves better, Newell, and, and that's what we're asking for in this vote tomorrow. Forty-four spills since 2020, almost 9 million fish, dead fish, uh, spilled. Uh, obviously, and there's a significant bycatch as well of other species within that. Interestingly, I didn't realize how important the the pogie was in the food chain in the Gulf of Mexico and in other zones uh, as well, but really incredibly important in in Louisiana. Well, uh, many people call it the most important fish in the sea because just about everything uh, that that is big enough eats it, and so fish that are big enough all eat pogies. Birds eat it, marine mammals eat it. Uh, you know, other animals that live on the coast eat these fish, and so they're extremely important part of the food chain for countless Louisiana species. Uh, they also have some filter feeding uh, qualities to them. You know, to the way that they uh, to the way that they breathe that causes some some water cleaning. Um, you know, while they're floating around out in the sea. And so they're extremely important to our estuary, to our ecosystem, and to all the fish and wildlife that lives there. And so when you're taking a billion pounds of these things from such a small strip of water off Louisiana's coast, you can you can understand why there might be a concern about what other impacts taking that much of this important forage fish from such a small, you know, uh, strip of water you know would have and why we're concerned about that and so yes you're right extremely important fish and um in the meantime Newell, as you mentioned with the bycatch uh recreational anglers in louisiana are just about to take on brand new lowered recreational limits on redfish and these these two companies kill tens of thousands of spawning redfish as bycatch every year and so Again, we're not trying to put them out of business. We're not even really trying to limit their catch. We are just asking them to move the catch a little further out to where we're not having these unintended in, uh, uh, impacts. David, has there ever been an economic impact study as it relates to what it means to the state of Louisiana? Um, I mean, I understand that the industry would, would suffer, but a lot of this from for example from a sales tax perspective is a sale for resale so there are no sales taxes on 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 um, a lot of what's being sold at the dock to these processing plants and things of that nature the processing plant uh, they're not paying sales tax because they're processing this and, and forwarding it to 
someone else who makes a final product, whether that's fertilizer, dog food, cat food, whatever it may be. Um, and it's not until it actually reaches the shelves in the state of Louisiana. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that that's a pretty de minimis number from a sales tax pr- perspective. And these processing plants uh, are pretty automated. They, they don't have a lot of employees. So I was just kind of well, curious. Yeah, they have a you know a few hundred employees each. There, some of them are seasonal employees that work on the boats, and some of them are more full time that you know work in the plants uh, throughout the year. And you know the the value of the billion pound harvest is about a hundred million dollars, uh, as compared to, for instance, our shrimp uh, our shrimp fleet who catches seventy to eighty million pound, million pounds of shrimp, and that. And that is valued at over 100 or 150 million dollars. Our crawfish uh, industry in Louisiana is a 150 million dollar industry, and so when you compare the size of this harvest to the economic value, and while 100 million dollars is certainly nothing to sneeze at, it's it's um, you know per pound it's less valuable than you know than the other important commercial species in Louisiana. And then you compare that, Newell, to the fact that. Recreational fishing in Louisiana is a multi-billion-dollar economic impact um, through, you know, tackle sales and boat sales and all the gear and everything else and uh, that that goes into it. It's it's an incredibly important industry and drives so much tourism to Louisiana. And this industry, uh, and they don't like to admit it, but they are impacting uh, the quality of that experience for recreational anglers. Well, and, and the thing too, how, ma- how many pogie companies are actually out there fishing? Two. There's only a handful. Uh, there's two. Right? Yeah, there's only I mean, there's two in Louisiana so, that uh, operate in the Gulf. Yes. So, I mean, it, it it is a very limited impact when when you look at the shrimping industry. I mean, their their uh, commercial shrimping licenses are uh, at one time were in, in the tens of thousands. Um, you know, when you look at uh, sport. Uh, uh, sport fishermen, same thing. When you look at crawfish farms, is probably uh, the greatest example of uh, the direct correlation uh, of what of the activity to a tax base in Louisiana. They're farming on property. They're paying real estate taxes. They're doing other things. They're, pay- they're paying a more direct sales tax because they go right from uh, producer to retail, right? And you don't right. have all of these... Uh, value-added processes going on, but there's no sales tax base there. Um, and you you have, what, two processing plants for pogies in Louisiana as well? That's right. You have one in Abbeville, Louisiana. It's owned by a company called Omega Protein, which is a Canadian-based, uh, is owned by a Canadian company called Cook Seafood. And then the other one is in an empire, Louisiana, called Daybrook. That's owned by Oceana Group out of South Africa. Uh, and again, these, they employ good, hard-working Louisiana folks. We're not trying to cost those people their jobs, but uh, you know the the product they make. Uh, a lot of it goes to aquaculture feed and uh, you know animal feed from around around the country and around the world. And so, not not a great percentage of it ends up on our shelves here in Louisiana. And by the way, this is not the the same the same industry that provides the bait 
to crawfishermen. Uh, crawfishermen do use this, but there is one separate small company that provides the bait, and uh, this is, we don't have any issue with the way that they fish. They fish further offshore. And so this is the reduction industry. It's, uh, you know, it's big industrialized boats, as I mentioned, big giant nets, uh, killing everything they come in contact with. And, uh, you know, again, I, I hate to keep harping on it. All we've really asked is that they move it offshore a little further to get in line with other states and to protect our coast. Uh, this vote tomorrow will determine whether that's going to move, uh, you know, move into uh, regulation or not. And, uh, frankly, I'm concerned with, with how the results might go. Yeah, you know, I look at it. The only reason I bring all of this up is it's always a balance of interests, right? Mm-hmm. And when I do my calculation on the balance of interest, um, they don't win. <laughs> I mean, there's there's too much that we lose on our side, meaning the Louisiana side of the balance sheet, and you know, uh, as opposed to that industry. I, I think well, it's fairly the- simple. Yeah, there's one way that they they beat us on that balance sheet, and is that they've got extremely deep pockets. And unfortunately, we still live in a state where um, those deep pockets often make the rules. And you know, we complain about. And I'm from Louisiana. I love Louisiana. I was born and raised right there in New Orleans. I love it more than anybody. But you know, you you find Louisiana at the bottom of these lists all the time. So we we talk about it all the time, and part of that is because well, we allow the people. Well, David, let's just to make let, the rules. Let's just call it out. Who who are they donating money to? They can't well, donate I, money to the commission members. So, they, are they donating to legislative offices, the governor of the state of Louisiana? Who are they donating money to that that's actually peddling their influence to to make a difference at the commission level? You know, I think if you went and looked up their campaign finance report, you would find that they've given to many, many folks. And we certainly don't begrudge them that. That's everybody's right to do it. But they've given to many. But what what the problem is is when those campaign uh, donations turn into promises on the back end of protection for, you know, two foreign companies that are doing damage to Louisiana's coast. And so we certainly uh, – you know, uh, if I'd listed all that they've given to, it would take too long. But they've given to some, and, and unfortunately, that has turned into promises of protection on the back end. Uh, uh, just another example yeah. of a bastardization here that we're not looking out for our best interest, right? I mean, every other state around us has done the appropriate thing, and it puts more pressure on us. And, and, and here we are still falling behind. Uh, the uh, protectionist legislation that everybody else is engaged in. It's just frustrating. No doubt about it. You know, the the east coast of the United States has a smaller total harvest on the entire east coast than the the Louisiana state water. So you think about all the water across that east coast, and there's fewer of these fish caught there than there are in Louisiana state waters. How can that not have an impact on our sport fish like redfish and and others that we care so much about, which, by the way, are are all showing signs of trouble? Uh, Yet we're going to, you know, provide protections for this industry who, um, you know, who continues to, uh, you know, push the envelope on on what is right and what is wrong. And and, uh, this vote tomorrow will will guide us for the next several years and see where this is going to go. 
Well, we, uh, we shall see what tomorrow holds, and maybe we'll get you back on the show to talk about it. David Cresson, thank you so much for joining us, Director of the Coastal Conservation of Louisiana. I appreciate your time and your insight. Thank you for everything, Neil. All righty, we'll be right back, folks. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Stay with us. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 